0: Alright Mena fans, welcome back to another week of Reaction Podcasts. I don't even know if these are podcasts, they're just almost voice memos recorded and sent out to the world for consumption. But let's get into it. Lots to talk about on the show from Monday, which was, no, sorry, Tuesday. I was devastated on Monday there was no show because... Obviously in Australia we don't have Columbus Day So it took me a bit by surprise But on Tuesday they went in and they released I should pause here and note So look, not a lot of massive takeaways from this show But um, they spoke about what John Cusack and White Sox, White Sox Dave Having their little run in and then their ted a on Twitter And I thought it was a, a pretty childish performance by White Sox Dave I thought he didn't, in, I thought he's gen like the, the point that he's trying to make is horse shit. If you live in Chicago, I'm sorry, you can support both Chicago teams. If you live in New York, you can support both New York teams. It's not like they're from, you're supporting rivals from different cities. Um, I, I get why, you know, Americans might not see it that way if there's two teams in the same city, but. In Australia, the teams are more regional, so you're not going to you're not going to have two teams from like the same area. In a, in Sydney, we have two, say, soccer teams, and one's Western Sydney, and one's represents the the rest of Sydney basically. So, um, yeah, look, I thought White Sox Dave was an idiot, but I thought Cusack just showed himself to be a little bit up himself on what he did on Twitter, um, sending those sort of condescending tweets out and saying, um, you know. It's an adult thing or whatever he said It was just pathetic And I hate that sort of attitude And he went for the sort of easy barstool stuff Um, I reckon big Steve Robinson Would be a huge fan of John Cusack Um, He would certainly like his condescending nature It fits um, Steve Robinson very well Maybe Cusack's going to be a fan of the Robinson Report All right, so there was a reflection on uh, Justin leaving the show Kirk speculated if Justin will eventually hate the show I don't think Justin will hate the show but I I think there will be some lingering resentment that he never got the job as full-time producer I think there'll also be some resentment that he wasn't pushed out but Kirk did make it explicitly clear that he didn't want him to come back so you could say I'm never going to fire you but if my boss says I don't think this job's right for you I don't think you should come back that's as good as firing someone you know without sort of changing the locks or um you know telling them not to come back it's about as close as you can get without firing someone but I don't think Justin will hate the show I don't think he's going to be like that in fact I think he'll be a a bit of a fan I think he'll be at um, minifan events in years to come signing um shirts in the back and shining 20 signing 29k shirts in the back for everybody But yeah, uh, goodbye, Justin. So it did prompt me to rank the interns on Twitter and I forgot one. So I'm going to clarify my intern rankings. I'll start at the bottom and work my way up. So coming in at the fifth rank intern is intern Willie. Um, Obviously, there's a lot wrong with him. I don't know where to start, but I mean, he's not really fifth. He's like 150th in terms of the gap between him and number four. So number fourth intern was Justin, the man who just left, of course. Yeah, I just think he promised too much and failed to deliver. He, he blocked me. I thought he he was good in, in areas, but generally he just didn't follow through with enough of the things he wanted to do. He would do like one thing of something and then stop. He he failed to organise the live events. I mean, let's look at it. Matawaskar, if it wasn't for Matt, they would have been fucked. The two soccer shows he had nothing to do with in the end, so apart from costing them 30 grand. So he adjusted at fourth. Alistair Black comes in as third, just because he was exciting when he was around. He had a bit of bravado about him. He was a bit of a smart-ass. He was, I wouldn't say talented, but he had confidence. So Alistair Black comes in at number three. Number two, intern Harrison, the silent achiever. These rankings could change when I hear the case, whether he goes up or down, but I think we all know Harrison's going to be a, a good person around the studio for the Kirk Minahan show because he's quiet. He doesn't seek the limelight. Limelight. Yeah, he seems like a just a friendly guy. So Harrison's number two. And the number one is intern Nick. Hardly put a foot wrong when he was... Um, He hardly put a foot wrong when he was interned for the Kirk Minahan Show. He's never sought the sort of limelight. He's never hung around with the 14. He's not like Willie, who's a drug addict. So, yeah, Nick, for me, the number one intern. Of course, he had that little problem when I think he posted, was it a video of uh, where it was like John from Scranton and Lucy Burge or whatever, and it was posted on Kirk Minahan Show Instagram and, Kirk was not happy that an EEI employee was posted on his Instagram. Something like that. That was the only time Nick put a foot wrong. So he gets my mark for the number one intern in the show's history. Harrison 2, Alistair Black 3, Justin 4, Willie 5. It's interesting how Dave Cullinane revealed that he'd organised an interview for Justin and then said, oh, I probably shouldn't have said anything. It's just, just hasn't even sort of been locked down or anything. So I'm not sure why Carl opened his mouth there. Uh, poor Justin, I hope he still gets the interview. Kirk did respond to the allegations by the 14 that that they do not follow through on their contests and that they promise a lot to the fans but don't deliver. Kirk will come on and say, "Oh, if you call a, you know 5,000 times, you can come in studio and all these things." They and they do rarely follow through on them. Like I hate to say the 14 are right on this But they, they do have a point I think if you're Kirk and the show And you're going to say these things Like they can be a joke on the odd occasion But I think if you want to build up A sort of good trusting relationship with the audience You kind of need to follow through on most of them Otherwise people just aren't going to buy into the show And they're, they're not going to buy into those things Like cancelling Ei for a week so, yeah, I think Kirk realises that, that he that maybe they dropped the ball a few times. And so it's all right for once or twice for it to be a joke, but they probably do need to follow through. I know as an Australian listener, it doesn't really ever register with me because I know I'm not going to ever go to a... Well, I'm not going to go to a live show if I win a prize. I'm not going to be able to go into studio. So I never really... You know, buy into the contest anyway. But I get if I get it. If I was in Boston and they'd said, "Look, if you call Eei x thousand number of times, you can come into studio." And then I, I spent the whole day doing that, and then there was just fucking uh, tumbleweeds from the show. I would be pissed off. So I do get why there are some disgruntled Minifans. And uh, look, it has a lot to do with Steve. He was just a, a prick to the Minifans. If he wasn't getting some cash in his back pocket, he wasn't interested. But Dave Cullinane Hasn't done much better so far So he has to surprise us And follow through on all these things that Kirk says There was a bit of sledging Towards the end of the show When they were talking about who are uh, Who is the new cast of the show And I think Kirk asked Is Chris a member of the show I think Chris is a member of the show I think it's hard to argue He's been in studio A number of times now He's, he's up on all the show news yeah chris is certainly a member of the show whether he's a fully fledged member if you're going to start defining it maybe he's a part-time member Uh, but certainly he's a member of the show kirk said jared wasn't a member of the show so that's good to hear hopefully we've heard the last of one jared karabas Um, What else? Oh, Mike announced his new show. Um, Why are you laughing? All I'm going to say about this is with Mike, I sent him a message on January the 3rd, and I said to Mike, look, I don't think the Blind Mike Project's your thing. I think you need to focus on comedy. Make comedy your speciality, whether it's comedy reviews, comedy interviews. Stop talking about yourself because it's boring, it's uninteresting, and only Kurt can pull off a show where he just comes in and um, talks about yeah bullshits around basically and, and and look mike needed to do this i think this is a great idea mike needs to get known as the comedy guy more from the main reason is that he loves it if he that's what he really loves he loves talking about comedy he loves watching comedy make it his thing and i think his little gimmick of being a blind comedian could you know get other people on his shows and he could build a little brand for himself so i'm glad it's taken him like 10 months from when i told him in january to start a comedy show to finally get there you know, people think this whole mentoring thing's bullshit but it's not you know free sessions just um hit me up in dms and finally i did reveal that exclusive on i think my last reaction show about a Minifan reaching out to Steve and apologize. Well, that same Minifan sent me a message, you are a malignant sow. So they were not too happy with me making that information public. Did not name the said person, but um, they just weren't happy about it being made public. I don't think there was much else um, that jumped out at me from the show today. It It was a good one. They were talking about that coach that got sacked but i don't even know who he is so look take care and i'll be back soon